listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We have been in this miracle series with testimonies and biblical references, and I am excited to continue that. Today's episode will not be a long one, but I'm going to share just kind of a slew of my own personal experiences with miracles. I have experienced a number of miracles in my life. I've experienced miracles of people returning that were prodigals. I have experienced financial miracles. And I have witnessed hearing miracles and just this year experienced a healing miracle myself. And I've prayed for people that have had healing miracles. So I'm just going to share those today. But this will be a quick episode. I just got back from being out on tour and I'm going to be touring a bit more again. So this week's episode is a little different. But I know I said in a previous episode, I'm not sure when, that I have seen more miracles in the last few years than ever before in my life. And that is so true. So for the last seven years, about seven years ago was the first time in my life I had ever been around other people that believed in the prophetic and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and operated in them. And since then, I have seen many miracles. But I have especially seen miracles since 2020, when the world shut down because of COVID. And they have come in so many different ways. I've seen miracles at events like Sean Foyt's Let Us Worship events. I have prayed for people and seen miracles. I have experienced miracles in my own life. So I'm going to start with a miracle that did not happen in the last three years, but was a huge deal to me. And I have shared about it on the podcast. And actually, this friend came on and shared her testimony. So if you really want to hear about it, you can go back and watch. I believe that episode is called Prodigals Do Come Home. But I had a dear friend, one of my best friends, when I met her, had overcome an addiction issue. And she was still in recovery programs. But she had been clean for a long time. She was happy. She was healthy. Well, without going into all of the details, a number of really difficult life things happened to her. Some of those things were because of choices that she had made by allowing unhealthy people into her life, and those people brought her down. But some were things she really couldn't control at all. And she went through a whole lot all at once, and she ended up relapsing. And she was one of my best friends. I mean, she helped me through one of the hardest times in my life. It was hard. She basically went from being healthy and an amazing, wonderful friend to disappearing. And that's not an exaggeration. She literally disappeared. I had no idea where she was. I knew that she had relapsed because a number of months after she disappeared the first time, she did reach out to me and tell me that she had relapsed, but that she had been arrested and was in a sober living home at the time. And that she would call me again later to check in and she apologized for not calling. Well, I never heard from her after that. 
not for five years. She disappeared again. She relapsed again. She really hadn't gotten completely healthy yet at that point. And she ended up relapsing again and ending up on the street. And she disappeared. I had no idea where she was. So for five years, I had no idea where one of my best friends was. I had no contact with her whatsoever. And I had no idea where she was. And I didn't even know if she was alive and safe. But I just kept praying for her. I prayed that she would be okay, that God would get her out of that mess, that she would survive it, that she would stop using, and that I would get to know that she was okay at some point. And it wasn't something that I was on my knees in prayer about all day, every day. It wasn't like that, but she was always on my heart. And I would pray for her throughout all of those five years. It didn't matter how much time had passed. I still always hoped and believed that I would see her again and that she would be okay. And I would just ask God every time I thought about her. I never stopped praying for her. I said, Lord, let her be okay. Let her get clean and let me know that she's okay. So this went on for five years. A lot of people would have given up hope or assumed the worst. But whenever she would come to mind, I would just say the same thing to the Lord. God, let her be okay. Let her get clean and stop using. Let her be okay and let me know that she's okay. So one day, this is a number of years ago now, I want to say this was probably eight or nine years ago. So five years she had been missing. I had no contact. I didn't even know if she was alive for sure. But In my heart, I always prayed for her. I always asked God to let her be okay and let me know it. So it was the day after Thanksgiving, and she actually reached out to me. She had found me through my website, and she reached out to me through my website and had sent me an email. And I'll tell you what, that day I cried and cried when I got her message, not because I was sad. They were happy, happy, happy tears. I was so in awe of God and what he had done that day. And I was so, so, so grateful that my friend was okay. And not only was she okay, she was still her. She was still her. She had her mind with everything that she had been through. She still had her right mind. And now she's living a thriving life. She's married. She has two kids. She's healthy. She has a great career. So I share that because to me, that truly is one of the biggest miracles that I've experienced. And it's one of the most important to me because we're not supposed to give up on the prodigals and God really does bring them home. So I believe for people that are struggling, I believe even for the ones where it seems like there isn't hope because with God, there is hope. And, you know, it would have been easy to just think that my friend was gone that I would never see her, but I just kept holding that hope because with God, there is hope. He brings prodigals home. So that's one of my favorite miracles that I've ever experienced. I also have experienced healing miracles. Now, when I've prayed for people, I haven't seen anything massive happen yet. And when I say massive, I mean, I haven't laid hands on someone myself and seen tumors disappear or anything like that. But, you know, when someone's in pain, even just dealing with the pain can be a big deal for that person. So a number of years ago, some friends and I were praying for a friend who had thrown out their back. She couldn't 
barely move. She couldn't bend forward and we prayed for her back and I felt my hands get really, really hot, which a lot of the time will happen if I feel the healing anointing come into my hands, my hands will get hot. So my hands got really, really hot and I was picturing God touching her with my hands, like he was touching her through my hands and I saw the light of his hands and my hands got super hot. And when we finished praying, she said, I think I feel better. And she tried to bend over and she not only bent over, but she touched her toes. And she said, you guys, you don't realize this is a miracle. She said, I haven't even been able to bend over in days. She's like, I certainly couldn't have touched my toes. I just touched my toes. So that was one. That was a number of years ago too. But I guess it was 2020. No, it was 2021. I went to the first Sean Foyt event that I'd been able to go to. And it was on Easter. And there were a whole bunch of healing miracles there. But one of my favorite that I saw that I say favorite, look, every miracle is amazing. But this one was very impactful, I guess, is the way to put it. It was just an awe of God moment, seeing what he had done. So there was a man there that had ALS, and if you're not familiar with ALS, it is a neuro disorder that causes people's muscles and things to stop functioning until they lose function of their bodies. It's really a horrible disease. But this person had been suffering with ALS, and they actually had been really bad, and the doctors had basically said that was it, but he got a boost of faith with the Lord. He may have even rededicated his life to God. So before the Sean Foyt event, that had happened. So after he rededicated his life to God and got this boost of faith, he had some healing. He went from what was basically the doctor saying was his deathbed and critical condition to doing much better than that and being much more functional. But he still couldn't walk and he really could barely stand at all. He hadn't even been able to stand to pee in a long, long time. And if he did, he needed help being propped up. So he was really struggling. And he and his wife came to this Sean Foyt event that happened to be on Easter. I went to this on Easter of 2021. So he went to the Sean Foyt event and the power of God came upon him. And this man who had not been able to stand on his own for many, many, many months got up out of his wheelchair and stood on his own without anyone supporting him. But he didn't just stand, he danced. This man got up and danced and praised the Lord for over a half an hour. So prior to that night, he hadn't been able to stand on his own without help, not even to use the bathroom. But that night, he gets up out of his wheelchair and he's singing praises to God and he is dancing on his own without any support for over a half an hour. You guys, it was a mind-blowing miracle. It was so powerful. And that night, people were healed of addictions. People gave up their drugs on the stage. People literally tossed their phones in. People felt freedom from things they had never experienced freedom from before. And someone had hurt their foot that day and their foot was miraculously healed. It, it, it was sprained or something, but when he prayed for healing, her foot was healed and she couldn't believe it. So sometimes we think that, oh, well, God taking the pain out of a sprained ankle is not a big deal. And, you know, in comparison to being healed from cancer or something, it's not in the long run. But when someone's hurting, 
and the pain goes away and they can walk normally, that's a big deal to them, you know? So that was amazing. I know I've shared about my house testimony, so I'm not going to go in too much detail because I've shared about it on a previous episode, but I experienced a financial miracle years ago when my home was gifted to me after a prayer that wasn't even really a prayer, after a silent in my heart conversation that I had with the Lord about wanting a house where I could actually help people and have a family of my own in it. And the Lord literally gifted me a house months later. We're not even talking years later, literally months after I had that conversation with him. And I've honored him with his gift by helping people just like I wanted to. And he knew I would. He knew my heart. That's why he gave me the gift. God is our provider. He provides. I have seen God provide for dear friends of mine in incredible, miraculous ways. So my most recent experiences with miracles. I personally recently went on an assignment with God, or for God, I guess I should say, at his command with a dear friend of mine. And it was a pretty intense assignment. And when we finished... We were both really tired, and, you know, it might have been some backlash that she experienced. Maybe not. But at the end of the assignment that night, she had really severe knee pain. Like, really bad. And she really felt like it was related to some of the spiritual warfare we dealt with during the assignment. And when she woke up the next morning, it was still in a lot of pain. Even putting pressure on it, she was wincing. So I was like, okay... This pain might be from spiritual warfare. It might be some backlash from the assignment, but we don't have to take that. God sent us on this assignment. It was clarified. It was clear. And God is a healer. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for your knee. So we're in this hotel room where we were staying because we had to travel for the assignment that God sent us on. And I lay my hands on her knee and her knee was visibly swollen. And truly, when she got out of bed, even just putting pressure on it caused her to wince. So I'm like, we're going to pray. So I put my hands on her knee and her knee was so swollen that the way I had my hands on her knee, my fingers didn't even meet. And my hands were just resting on her knee. And I started praying and I don't remember what I prayed. The Lord gave me some specific things to pray. This is one thing I've definitely learned in walking this out with the Lord is that you need to listen to God and his leading because healing comes differently for different people. You see that in the Bible, actually, when Jesus healed people. He never healed someone the same way twice. Even the blind man. Jesus did not heal the blind the same exact way every time. It was a little different every time. And it says in the Bible, Jesus said to his disciples that he only does what he sees his father doing. So, What he meant was he only does what he sees God doing. So God was showing him in visions and words and other things how to pray for those people, what to do. So that's what I do when I pray for healing. I let the Lord lead. I let him show me what he's doing or wants to do. And I let him show me how to pray. Sometimes he gives me a picture that I need to pray and speak out loud. So I will do that, you know, and sometimes he gives me specific words or sometimes there's a question to be asked or there's repentance that needs to happen. You just have to let the Lord lead. So I don't remember what exactly God had me pray. He had me pray some very specific things and I did feel my hands get hot, but this is what happened. 
So I already told you that I'd laid my hands on her knee and with my hands on her knee resting totally flat there, my fingers didn't meet because her knee was so swollen. Well, as I prayed, I did not move my hands, but I kid you not, my fingers came together because the swelling reduced so much while we were praying that my fingers literally came together and started touching because the swelling on her knee had reduced. And even though my hands didn't move, they did because her knee moved and they were resting on her knee. So it reduced the swelling so much that my fingers came together just in those few minutes of prayer. And after we prayed, she was able to get up and walk around. Whereas before, every time she put pressure on it, she winced. Now, it wasn't the total and complete healing in that moment, and we continued to go on about going on our assignment that day, but she was able to walk around that whole day and even get up and down off the ground without a problem, and that morning, she could barely get out of bed without wincing when she put pressure on it. So that's a miracle. There was some other backlash that she had experienced later with a contusion on her arm, she had been hit by something and it hit her so hard that it could have broken her arm. But by God's grace, he did not allow that to happen. But she had this huge bruise and a sore arm and a sore elbow. And I was like, that's it. We don't have to take that. I'm going to pray. And I lay hands on her. And again, I feel my hands get hot. You know, the Lord prepared us for this assignment. He called us to it. He told us to do it. And when you do an assignment, you have special grace for it too. When God has called you to something, he gives you the grace for it. So you might not have grace for a different assignment because God did not call you to it, but you will have grace for your assignment that God has called you to. And he gives you a special grace for that because it's what he has called you to. So... I know that there was likely more anointing flowing through my hands because of this, you know, because this was an assignment God sent me on. He sent this person with me as an armor bearer with me. And I had grace in it to cover her and bring healing. It's not me. It's the Lord. After all, he sent us on this assignment. So I put my hands where the bruise is and I pray over that, this big contusion. And it was throbbing like it hurt her so badly I prayed for it I prayed for it I again just let the Lord tell me what to say and pray and I don't remember what that was at this point at all but I just said what I saw I prayed what God told me to pray and then I felt a release like okay we prayed it through and I stopped and she went whoa Brittany and she pushed on it and she felt she's like the pain is almost entirely gone Like, I barely feel it. Wow, that's amazing. And she moves her arm around. She tests it. She goes, uh, she goes, the arm feels so much better, like so much better. She's like, the only thing that's kind of sore still is the elbow. So then we prayed over her elbow. And again, her elbow felt way better. So I have experienced just the most miraculous things. And with myself, okay, this one's kind of (laughs) crazy. So one day I smashed my shin on my bed really hard. And you know how much that hurts when you hit yourself on something like that. It was the corner of my bed. It jabbed right in. Oh man, it hurt. It was throbbing. It was already swelling. And I was like, no, I do not have time for this. And I was like, I can't remember my exact words, but I said something along the lines of, I command the pain to leave now and not return in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and the swelling to go away. 
And I kid you not, in an instant, this intense throbbing pain just stopped. And I was like, whoa, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Remember, we have authority in Jesus Christ's name. It's not our authority. It's his that he's given to us through his Holy Spirit and in his name. So the other healing that I experienced this year, I did do a podcast episode about, but if you haven't caught it, I was actually healed of a really, really, really intense, horrible gluten intolerance. So for years now, I've been gluten-free, and I still eat gluten-free generally because I'm really careful to just keep my body healthy. But this gluten intolerance was so bad that if I even had cross-contamination in something, or if I had a seasoning on a fish that had a little bit of wheat in it, I would be miserably ill. The last time I had been glutened by something, and it was just a seasoning, it actually caused a food poisoning type reaction. So I was super, super careful, but I started having all of these dreams that I was eating gluten, and in one of the dreams, someone in the dream who represented God had given me something with gluten. And I was like, that's weird, Lord. Did you heal me? But God didn't tell me in plain words that he had healed me. I just kept having these dreams. And what I decided was that he was healing me, that he was going to do it, that he had showed me in my dreams, and that I would just stand and believe for that. So even when I would order, I was like, I know God's healing me, but for now, until I know for sure that he has, I'm just, you know, being careful. And even when someone would speak something about the allergy or the intolerance, I would be like, yep, but God's going to heal me and I'm going to be able to eat croissants again. <laughs> so I had talked to God about this and I was like, Lord, have you healed me already or are you going to? Because if you have, you either need to tell me so I know for sure that it's safe to eat it <laughs> or you're going to have to like gluten me so that I don't know because I will not purposely make myself sick, you know? So one day I went to a restaurant that has all of these gluten-free options. It's great for me to eat there. I love it because, you know, I have all of these options. So I ordered and I forgot to order gluten-free, but I didn't realize I had. And I ordered a waffle and they do gluten-free waffles, but if you don't order gluten-free, you get a regular waffle. And here's this giant Belgium waffle and I eat a quarter of this thing and I'm feeling fine. And normally, if I get glutened, I will feel it right away. Like first bite, I will start having stomach irritation. I'm not anymore, but that's what would happen. I'm really careful about what I speak over myself. So that doesn't happen to me anymore. <laughs> but in the past, when I had the issue before God healed me, what would happen was as soon as I had it, I would start getting stomach irritation. Thank you, God, for healing me. We have to be careful what we speak over ourselves because our words have power. So I had eaten a quarter of this waffle before I realized that it was not a gluten-free waffle, that it actually had gluten in it. And I realized not because I was feeling the problem, but because of the texture, it was so different from what I'd had there before. And it suddenly dawned on me that I had forgotten to order gluten-free. And sure enough, I double-checked with the staff and they had not put it in gluten-free. It was not gluten-free. But here I had had this quarter of a waffle and it was big. And in the past, if I had even had wheat that came up in a seasoning on a fish, it, it had made me super sick. 
And here I'd had basically a giant wad of pretty much pure gluten. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, this is a little freaky. But then I got excited because I'm like, wait, I haven't even had a reaction. And my mom asked me if I was going to take activated charcoal to prevent a reaction. And I said, no, because I haven't reacted at all. I want to see if my body's going to react. I'm not going to take anything unless I start having symptoms because I know that God told me he was going to heal me and I believe he has and I'm going to let this play out. I'm not going to do anything to stop it. I'm going to I'm going to sit here and experience what God's allowed me to experience because I believe that God's healed me and I'm going to find out. So guess what? No reaction by the end of that day, no reaction by that night. I waited for days before I really said anything. I waited an entire week and I had zero negative repercussions. And y'all, when I tell you that I had a severe intolerance before, I mean severe. I couldn't even eat a little bit of garlic powder that had wheat in it without getting super, super sick. So for God to heal me to the point that I could have a quarter of a waffle that was gluten without any reaction is truly a miracle. So I steward my health still by pretty much eating gluten-free and I will occasionally have something that is special to me. But God miraculously healed me. So he is a God of miracles and he doesn't just do one. I expect miracles to happen where I go. I expect miracles to happen in my life and in my family and in my loved ones and for my loved ones. And I expect that when I pray and when I worship and when I lay hands on people, God will move. So I encourage you to expect the same. And I hope that that encouraged you today. I bless you and I hope that you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week.